0: Welcome back to the Later Day Podcast with your hosts Brayden and Caden. This podcast is our answer to the everyday struggle of procrastinating our Come Follow Me studies. So whether you're starting your readings Monday morning or just listening to us on the way to church, we're very happy you're here.
1: We are so very happy. Yeah,
0: super happy this week actually.
1: Because we're together.
0: Again, but actually in person.
1: We've never recorded an episode face to face so it's a little bit weird i feel like there's going to be excessive amounts of
0: giggling yeah but i'll be able to see like the actual um edification process going on in Caden as he sees it going on in me the halo <laughs> growing behind <laughs> you or just the noses growing super long <laughs> cuz we're buying our way through the episode pretending we know what we're doing mhm we are doing we do not spoilers so, so this is exciting hopefully the audio works out um, We've worked it out a little bit so that it should sound good on your guys' end. Yeah, hopefully
1: we both sound pretty good. Um, Um,
0: But again, if we don't, this is like a one-time thing, probably. (laughs) But who knows? Maybe we'll do it again in the future. Um, But um, yeah,
1: Keaton's gone again. Yeah, unfortunately. He he has a friend visiting him this weekend, and also we're recording this one um, later than we've ever recorded an episode, uh, which is fun. And it would be bad for for Keaton because he's what like four hours time yeah, like difference. Yeah, four,
0: four so and a half. His
1: his baby is probably waking up in the next hour or two here. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: This I think we can just afford to record later when you're in person and we got a day off tomorrow. So happy family day. Happy family everyone. day. Is that a only a Canada thing? Uh, I'm not sure. America's always got something to celebrate though. That's true. Like, they're always Freedom. celebrating something America, in, in the States. Yeah. <laughs>
1: always. But, yeah, family day up in Canada, so, uh, yeah,
0: day off. Let's see. There's uh, Nova Scotia Heritage Day oh, today. Classic. <laughs> well, Keaton's got that to celebrate uh, then. There's...
1: Is Halifax in Nova Scotia? I don't even know my Canadian there's geography. There's Islander Day
0: for Prince Edward Island. All right. Um. Then there's Louis Riel Day. Louis Riel. Louis Riel, sorry. Yeah for uh manitoba so lots going on and family so it's, day, I think it's just alberta hey. i think it's just yeah because it says regional
1: what is it in bc
0: oh i don't be fat like it's family doesn't on your exist family, in bc your fancy list uh it's I, I only had the four huh um, google's only telling me four well to family. every
1: well no no they definitely have family day in bc too because my mother-in-law flew in for the long weekend so i don't know they've got something Anyways, Keaton's not here,
0: which broken hearts, broken hearted. One day we'll get back to the, the trio, but we've even been talking a little bit about maybe changing some things up. So it alleviates some of the, not stress, but workload.
1: Yeah. I, I just feel like our back and forth, like our conversational, um, like banter has been better with only two people. But I like the diversity. So, yeah, maybe, like, if we just stuck it with two, but we rotated responsibilities, like, I don't yeah. know. It could be cool. And it might be easier to get guests because then, uh, you know, having a third person is easier than having a fourth. Four people on an episode. Mm-hmm. Well, it's pretty hard without, like,
0: having a pretty laid out. And if this, um, like, method works really well, where we have, like, a face-to-face sort of thing then we've got three different areas where we can just have that happen. So Keaton hypothetically could have someone over in Halifax with him on an episode mm-hmm. featuring Keaton and, yeah, and someone totally. else, right? So we'll definitely try that out or we'll play around with it. This is definitely an experimental podcast that is based on Come Follow Me, though. So we're excited to get started on the actual chapter now. So yeah, doing.
1: this chapter is for... Sunday, February 23rd, um, and it covers uh, 14 chapters, probably yeah, the a... heftiest chapter that we've covered um, so far this year in the, the Book of Mormon curriculum, um, but its little subtitle is We Rejoice in
0: Christ. Uh, yeah, and I wonder if that's because there's so much Isaiah that they wanted to like clump it all together.
1: Well, it's kind of funny We'll get to it, but in this lesson there isn't even that much, like discussion of Isaiah. We kind of talk about, um, like Nephi's struggle of why would he copy all of Isaiah down? He already had a copy of it, uh, and then it kind of helps us to be able to liken Isaiah more to ourselves. But because we're supposed to be reading along with Isaiah, um, these are kind of study tips for your Isaiah read readings, but it doesn't even tell you what to read or mm-hmm. what to focus on, um, which is interesting, but that's fine. Cause, uh, we, we do our scripture studies and we know we, we could throw in what we can like and
0: yeah, easy. Nose definitely isn't growing right now. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> anyways, jokes aside, um, I, I do want to make a point of the, uh, introduction here. It, it goes on and states uh, engraving on metal plates is not easy and space on Nephi's small plates uh, were limited so why would Nephi go to the tedious effort of copying a large amount of Isaiah's writing into his record and this is actually something that even like outside of the church people have I guess they've like uh, mocked the book of Mormon for or something they're saying like oh it's just redundant scripture or it's like it's just copying the bible or like all this stuff and you're like no well
1: it's a testimony yeah. that God can communicate to more than just one person.
0: Yeah, it's like God's message doesn't just change depending on who he gives it's it to. It's not
1: just you. for the Jews. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. God loves us all. And so... The Jews, it's... he just loves them
0: more. <laughs> Should I say exactly? I don't know. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, I just kind of wanted to say that because, like, it's important. And, and there's other reasons as to why... Uh, well... Repetition is a principle of the gospel, first of all. And then um, there's certain reasons why Nephi had to record certain things twice for us so that later on um, things could be handled properly.
1: Well, I mean, we don't have the brass plates that Nephi got from Laban, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the only thing that we've got in the Book of Mormon is written by Nephi Lehi and their their family and descendants, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if Joseph Smith was just prompted to to translate the new stuff or maybe they were lost at some point or who who really knows. Um like maybe Moroni and I didn't even get those plates at all. Maybe he only got the record that was started by Nephi and Lehi, yeah. you know. And then,
0: well, and then there's like the sealed section,
1: right? That Joseph wasn't allowed to translate
0: which is odd oh man what's it gonna be well this is quite a lot of speculation but I'm just excited for next conference because uh President Nelson's like at this conference which you know conference is a big deal President Nelson's like yeah just wait till April (laughs) and you're like okay so you're gonna use your presidential address to say
1: (laughs) to say it's basically like (laughs) so it's it's like like a teaser trailer
0: yeah it's like oh shoot he's like i could say something cool now
1: or i could say something to make you excited for next time
0: yeah like that's like tune in next time so there's that it's like the cliffhanger (laughs) we'll have a we'll have a bet going i'm kidding
1: it's like at the end of like a good season the season finale Mm -hmm. they have to make it like enticing enough so that you have to watch the next season president nelson is like Hmm, how can we get people to keep coming back to conference? Yeah, like once so they put of, a wicked yeah, cliffhanger on like every one conference.
0: Of TV is like eight hours, eight or nine hours, and conference is 10 hours every day. They start week. using like uh, clickbait,
1: <laughs> like at the very end. You'll never believe what we're going to say about the word of wisdom next conference. <laughs> <Right>. Special guest. <laughs> That's awesome. That would be hilarious. Anyways. Uh, back to the lesson. Yeah,
0: back to the lesson. Or starting the lesson, I should say.
1: So Nephi he even like tells us that Isaiah is difficult. He knows it. Um, and his counsel to, to the readers is to uh, like it. He gives a couple things of what we should be doing as readers of Isaiah um, to help us be able to apply it and understand it more in our lives. Because Isaiah is very... Um, I would say flowery language. Like, it's it's all mm-hmm. very, like, abstract, but at the same time, like, he's very... He's a poet. Yeah, it's, it's very full. And, you know, sometimes you have to read something, and it's hard for us because we don't know exactly what was going on at that time, and we don't know the, the full history and extent of, like, the, other than, like, the first four books of the Bible, we don't know... Jewish history and culture as mm-hmm. much as they did in Isaiah's time, right? So some of the references and allegories that he's using are just lost on me. And that's pretty normal. That's why Nephi tells us all of these things that we can do to make Isaiah a little bit easier to to, to get through those chapters.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we've heard it from him before, like the whole liken unto yourself, these things. Um, this isn't uh, another good one the heading seek to be filled with the spirit of prophecy um, There's often times where I'll be reading scriptures and you like pray to find something new right or you pray to have a better understanding of something you've read before or
1: uh... well I actually like um, I'm gonna read the verse okay where he says liken his words unto yourself because uh, that's what it says in the lesson but if you read the actual scripture it says, um, so it's second Nephi 11, two, he says, and now I Nephi write more of the words of Isaiah for my soul delighteth in his words, for I will liken his words unto my people and I will send them forth unto my, all my children. For he verily saw my redeemer, even as I have seen him. So he's not saying liken these unto yourself. He's saying, I read Isaiah. I study Isaiah. And I think about the people that I'm in charge of. He's thinking about you know, his uh, what's the word that they use for like when you have the priesthood authority over some not his stewardship, uh, his stewardship. Yeah, your responsibility. Mm-hmm. So like read Isaiah, liken it unto yourself, but also liken it, in it unto, you know, your responsibilities, the things that you have to take care of, whether it's your family or, you know, uh, even just your ministering families that you're you're teaching well, primary, whatever yeah. it may be, right?
0: And and even going on top of, or continuing with that, I like how he says, for my soul delighteth in his words. And that's just like, if we even bring it back to conference, like how often have we talked about on the podcast or heard like a friend or a loved one come to us and say like they've got some problem and then the first thing we recommend maybe isn't necessarily a scripture, but it's like a, a conference talk. Totally. Or like, or like, oh yeah, you know when... Um, president Nelson said this, or he brought up this point or like, there's this super popular phrase in the church because it was said at a general conference address. And, and it's like, um, for my soul delighted in his words or in their words or in her words. And it's like, well, they said it best and it affected me in such a great way. Hopefully. Like, when I was feeling the same as you are, this helped me out, so hopefully this will help you out sort of thing.
1: Yeah, Nephi's just basically doing the same thing, but with the counsel that Mm -hmm. he had access to, right?
0: Mm -hmm. For he verily saw my Redeemer, even as I have seen him. So it's like...
1: Well, yeah, yeah, and that's Nephi just reaffirming, like... Because in in the chapters that are covered in this lesson, um, Isaiah does talk about the Messiah and um, prophesies of Christ. And so, that's Nephi just, like, reaffirming his testimony. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, I just can't get away from the thought of uh, next conference just being, like, the gathering. (laughs) Just, like, welcome to adam om This year's chorister or whatever. Just, like... (laughs) This year's chorister will be Moroni. (laughs) Yeah, just, like, all this crazy stuff. Who knows? Anyways...
1: Next point, seek to be filled with the spirit of prophecy. You started talking about that one. I just had Mm -hmm. to cut you off to go back. No, that's that's no worries. Um, Yeah, pray, you know. Ask for spiritual guidance. We used to do that all the time as missionaries. Even my uh, nephew today, when we were... I'm visiting my parents right now, and my sister is also visiting them. And so we were about to have family dinner, and my nephew was saying the prayer... He's six, I think. He's yeah, he's in kindergarten, so five or six. And he was praying for my brother Tanner, who's on a mission. And he said, "Please bless Tanner, that he can have the spirit with him on his mission." And I was like, "Man, it's so nice when you know kids say a a prayer, Mm -hmm. and it's not just like forced." Like, well, it's not just like the routine prayer, you know? They're just like, thank you for this day. Thank you for the food. Please bless my family. Please bless my friends. Please. Whatever. Me have a good sleep. Sorry. Yeah, like super quick. But he was like, bless Uncle Tanner on his mission. Bless him that he will have the spirit with him. I was like, nice. Like, Joe's thinking. So... And you can really like hear it and feel it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I used to, we used to pray for the spirit like all day, every day on my mission.
0: Yeah, I had like a companion who would sometimes pray like mid-lesson. Like you'd just shut off, and then like would break. Just close his cause eyes. Because he'd praying. say something, he'd like fumble, and like he knew he'd fumble, so he'd like pray as if like to be like, He's like help me get my head back in the game, and teach this super good lesson or something. <laughs> he would do it all the time. Yeah, but I mean, at the
1: same time, like it that, that's just like a form of meditation, you know? Like mm-hmm. take a minute, compose yourself ask for the spirit, get back on track and jump right back in. And Nephi is encouraging us to, well, he's saying in the verse specifically, um, the words of Isaiah are not plain unto you. Nevertheless, they are plain unto all those that are filled with the spirit of prophecy. Um, And we all have the opportunity to be filled with that spirit as long as we're praying, right? Mm -hmm. As long as we are striving to be obedient and following the commandments kind of thing right
0: yeah and going on top of the spirit of prophecy like even joseph smith said like concerning isaiah that it's the easiest book to understand Oof. when you have the spirit of prophecy i think is right that's like the the <laughs> the in between the lines that he didn't say right you the, just have to admit that it's, that easy it's easy it's if you're filled with yeah, the spirit. it's easy if yeah you've got the spirit of prophecy right now yeah Um, fair enough but and it's super true because as soon as they start breaking down some of the symbolism in there you're like oh wow how did i not see that and then it's really hard to forget Mm -hmm. um moving on to this next heading we have the right way is to believe in christ and so um it it goes in and talks about how you should testify of christ here and i really like this idea because it's something i've always thought of when i share my testimony is you start with saying like you you um believe in jesus and then you end by saying like you believe in jesus sort of thing like you begin end end with your testimony of jesus christ right so you
1: do like a sandwich method
0: yeah sandwich method testimony but like even if it's like one of those story money things where it's like, yeah, so I was at the grocery store the other day and then I bought a pumpkin and, you know, the pumpkin while I was carving it with my family, I realized all oh, the contents inside that there's something there. There's something to the gospel. All the contents is like, and, and <laughs> I believe in Jesus Christ. You, is this a real testimony or no, did you I'll just bust like, that out? I just busted it out. Man, that but, was good. But it's like, it's like stuff like that where it's like, oh, we're, we're going somewhere, I hope. And you can only hope that you're, you're going to go right to the point of so if you're doing a story Christ, money you
1: start by saying
0: like well i try to talk about like
1: you bear your testimony quick you're like i just want to talk about the Jesus. spirit of revelation yeah or and then you get into your story and then you finish out by being like and i prayed and then there was my revelation <laughs> well not even that like I, I mean that's how any good thing is structured yeah, if true. you're writing an essay you, you have a thesis statement at the beginning of the essay. Right, you you prepare, don't spoil yeah, everything. You, you but prepare you just,
0: people for what they're about to hear.
1: Yeah, you have to be like, okay, I'm not just going to make you read 13 pages and you only figure out exactly what I'm trying to get at until
0: the last five. And you try to find where it and all... You're just
1: reading. You're just mm-hmm. listening to this testimony for so long.
0: Mm-hmm. And and I think what impresses me most about Nephi is that like, it's he's got the spirit of persuasion as well like whenever he's like talking to his family like he's got so much knowledge of what's to come that like he kind of knows like how to use his words to t- educate his family into doing the right thing at that time mm-hmm. and uh it really shows when Nephi's no longer around like what happens to his posterity when they don't have someone with so much right
1: and we already have in these chapters, like the the Lamanites are being split off, right? We can already see the lack of or the influence. What am I trying to say? You can already see what happens when you don't have the guidance of a prophet or of you know a a guided spiritual leader, right?
0: mm Hmm. Um. I I want to read. Is it three verses? Uh, it's it's four verses. But these are excellent, and this is going to tie this heading and then the next one kind of together here. And it's says second Nephi 25 verses 23 to 26. And so um, 23 is, For we labor diligently to write to persuade our children and also our brethren to believe in Christ and to be reconciled to God. For we know that it is by grace that we are saved after all we can do. And notwithstanding we believe in Christ, we keep the law of Moses and look forward with steadfastness unto Christ until the law shall be fulfilled. For for this end was the law given, wherefore the law hath become dead unto us. And we are made alive in Christ because of our faith, yet we keep the law because of the commandments. And then 26, and we talk of Christ, we rejoice in Christ, we preach of Christ, we prophesy of Christ. And we write according to our prophecies that our children may know to what source they may look for a remission of their sins. So I don't know about you, but Nephi's testimony here has, sure has a lot of Christ soaked in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's all there. And at no point do I read this and I go, oh, wow, yeah, this is getting really, really repetitive. I just feel very compelled. And I, and I feel like, oh, wow, yeah, like there's, you know... There's a testimony right there. Like, that's strong. Like, that's something I could be, like, comfortable sharing with right. my kids.
1: Well, and I like that it's, we rejoice in Christ, right? It's so easy to to read through the Gospels in the New Testament and find, like, so many good stories of mm-hmm. Christ rejoicing or giving us reasons to rejoice in Christ, Like, it's easy to say we rejoice in Christ, but it's so much easier when you think about, um, you know, Christ taking the time out of his day to stop and notice the woman who touched him, right? He said, who touched me? He's walking in this busy crowd. The apostles are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Thousands of people are touching you. But Christ, you know, was compelled by the Spirit. He, He knew and he took the time out of his day to to speak with that woman and heal her of her condition and you know suffer the children that they may come into me and like there are so many stories that are it's so easy to draw upon Mm -hmm. to give us reasons to rejoice in christ and nephi he was a prophet he was visionary he also even though christ hadn't been born yet like he was still aware of how amazing christ was and or was going to be and how pertinent he was to God's plan right like Nephi already understood the the plan of salvation pretty
0: clearly yeah and and he even like well I mean this is Isaiah as well as Nephi that's doing this but like all the the symbols in here of like how people rejoice like even uh when they talk about um for he shall be a sanctuary but for a stone of stumbling and for a rock of offense to both the houses of Israel for a jinn and a snare to the inhabitants of Jerusalem or uh he's like a light to others like it's like all these different things where it's when you mm-hmm. think about the symbol you go oh yeah that makes sense and then you go oh yeah that's something to rejoice about
1: yeah and you can the, like all of those symbols can be dove into even deeper mm-hmm. right like how many how many ways do we talk about Christ being a light right like um the candle under uh a bushel, is that what it is?
0: Yeah, you can't, like, hide.
1: What's the point in hiding the lo- the light of the gospel? I mean, like, Christ is that... through, anyways. Christ is that light, that beacon. We talk about, um, like, lighthouses sometimes. You have that imagery, um, like, guiding sailors coming to the land. Mm-hmm.
0: A light, like, you can find your way to the light, and then once you're by there, everything around you is kind of... Yeah. Lit.
1: And we talk, like, yeah.
0: Illuminated, I should say.
1: Um... Oil lamps, Mm -hmm. like, that's also, like, pretty tangible. Um, Yeah, lots. Like, there's just
0: loads to think about there.
1: And that's just the light. Like, that isn't even diving into any of the other symbols that Isaiah gives us in these Mm -hmm. chapters.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, And that's why I kind of like the stone symbolism there as well.
1: Yeah, so many good examples with the stone.
0: Um, and one could say that if you are proud or if you are more concerned of the worldly things, like you would over, uh, is it oversee? Yeah. Like you just skip over some of these symbols and be like, you just missed the point entirely. Right. Um, and that's the next heading here. The proud and worldly will be humbled because, um, even for people who consider themselves learned and they see stuff like sometimes there's lessons in primary songs where i'm like i've learned everything i can from primary and then i'll like listen to a song again and it'll be like for children but i'll be like oh wow i'm 24 and i never knew that was there yeah that is my
1: favorite part of being in primary Mm -hmm. so many like small and simple truths or like a little innocent kid like throws his hand
0: up and like says a question and then you're You're like like, wow you just dropped
1: (laughs) a huge truth bomb where did that come from yeah
0: i've learned more in this primary lesson than I ever did in an elders quorum this entire year or something you know? <laughs> um, Yeah, that's funny Yeah. Uh, so Isaiah has some words to describe pridefulness in these chapters such as lofty and haughty
1: yeah all, like lots of chapter 12 and 13 here are full of like admonitions and warnings um, yeah, we could scroll through and, and find a bunch of them, but I feel like we've covered it. Beware of pride. It's a pretty common theme at the beginning of the Book of Mormon. It lays out the pride cycle, uh, cause that will, that is like the downfall, right?
0: Uh, um, yeah, sorry. So I've just been looking up the dictionary definitions of both lofty and haughty, mm-hmm. uh, i like lofty a lot more than haughty but haughty is arrogantly superior was yeah arrogantly superior and disdainful oh yeah a look of haughty disdain uh and then uh lofty which i thought was nice cuz they even have like a a pretty like the example they use isn't too far away from like kind of what we've talking we've been talking about um of imposing height the elegant square was shaded by lofty palms.
1: Oh, yeah, it's being, like, up above. Yeah,
0: but, like, even, like, if you were to say, like, the elegant square, or you'd say even, like, the light of Christ or something was being shaded by lofty... The loftiness of man. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll read that verse in chapter 12. It says, um, it's verse 17. It says, and the loftiness of man shall be bowed down, and the haughtiness of men shall be made low. And the Lord alone shall be exalted in that day. Uh, yeah. So you basically, the loftiness or the haughtiness, no matter how high you you place yourself, no matter you know how much you may look down on other people, when Christ comes, everybody's gonna be looking up at the Christ.
0: Yeah, and this is this is really cool after looking into more of the word lofty. Dating from the 15th century, lofty originally meant exalted or spiritually high, but soon came to mean physically high. Hmm. So more physically high. So it, it's, as if it's kind of they they shifted. separated. Yeah, they shifted um, focus to the wrong side. Right. Which is kind of a cool. It was a cool little tidbit of information. Little for you language <laughs> change. <laughs> little language lesson for you
1: and then the next little section here is talking about the millennium where it says in the millennium God's people will enjoy peace in yeah and then it tells us to imagine to be you know Nephi and Lehi's family cuz they left Jerusalem they were a part of Israel they were a part of you know the the physical gathered Israel and then they were no longer a part of that Obviously, they're still entitled to those blessings because they're descendants of Israel. Um, but in the end of days, there'll be a literal gathering, right? Mm-hmm. And I was one of the main, one of the reasons that there was a, a reason to need to be gathered. Yeah. They were gathered fairly well. But yeah, maybe in April. <laughs> gathering round two. Well, round one.
0: For the first time in 2,000 years.
1: No, the prophets have already talked about it. There's not, like, the physical gathering is unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to move to Utah and Salt Lake, and they yeah, were like, true, they slow mean. it down. Yeah, There's like... no physical gathering. We don't need physical gathering. We can overcome this. We can gather Israel.
0: Yeah, they knew Skype was going to be a thing.
1: We can gather Israel just through our global efforts to spread the gospel.
0: Ah. Well, that's why we got so many loud voices, right? Um, so here's another cool thing. Uh, the proud in worldly world, they will be humbled. And in the millennium, pe- God's people will enjoy peace. So um, there's the uh, pride cycle in the Book of Mormon, right? With Nephi's people. Nephi could see that in the future, his people would go through this cycle of pride where they'd be able to live and enjoy a state of peace or a manner of happiness or like how often do we hear that in the book of mormon especially in the later chapters where it's like yeah and we had you know 20 30 40 years of peace among the nephites and i can only assume that yeah though it's not the millennium they're still enjoying that peace right yeah And they're still having a piece of that that pie per se but then uh the proud and worldly once that starts going on like they fall away from that piece they can't enjoy it anymore they start getting lofty yeah they start getting lofty and they're like well i felt it here i could probably feel it again but uh, i don't care um well i and- mean the, just to, to illustrate some of the joy
1: of the millennium um it says the wolf also shall dwell with the lamb the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and fatling together and the little child shall lead them and the cow and the bear shall feed their youngs their young ones shall lie down together and the lion shall eat straw like the ox and it it's just telling us basically like i don't know if we if the animals can get over their differences like that imagine how much better like humanity will be like all the kind of insignificant things that we might not Fight get along with somebody for yeah race like,
0: color wealth um politics politics gender like, like all these different things
1: Yep. all these things will just be like they're they just become not important you know we oh, get belief. to enjoy How the did peace. we be
0: misbelief even
1: we get to enjoy the peace, yeah
0: education yeah loads of things that's that's a really good point
1: right cuz that's just the animals like even think about different professions like i feel like there are just people who don't get along think about the rich and the poor there's always that struggle that economic like battle right mhm and none of that's going to be a thing during the millennium there will be a peace and it will be enjoyed by everybody
0: yeah like even just saying like enjoying god's people will enjoy peace is like <sighs> It's weird, because I wonder how I'll enjoy it. Because I know how I already enjoy certain things, and I've definitely had moments in my life where I felt, like, at absolute peace. And it's like, when, I just... Well, um...
1: I'd like to hear your...
0: My story of absolute peace. Yeah. Oh, well, it just comes... With, uh, like, I almost a reckoning when you decide where you want to be with God, I guess, as far as, like, your relationship with it. With Him, sorry. Yeah. Uh, and, uh... It, like, it definitely came on my mission, and sure, I was, like, away, but there was, there's some trials going on in my family's life, um, while I was out on my mission, and, like, I, I was able to turn to God, and, like, not necessarily forget about any of the problems that were back home, or any of the problems my investigators had, or my companion had, or, you know, people in my zone, or my district had, like, I was able to just think of the the giant picture and 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 focus on the, the all-encompassing feeling of like wow like there's just gonna be like one day where this is just behind us right and I can feel that now if I kind of dedicate or consecrate myself to the Lord now and yeah it definitely came in. I know that's kind of like a cop-out answer like oh my peace came on the mission but like
1: no i could totally agree with that and like my answer was gonna be similar mm-hmm. um on my mission of course but then also like when uh getting sealed and like my wedding mm-hmm. there's just like this i don't know i feel like it was supposed to people always talk about like the day that they get married being super busy and you know you're you're so you're busy running around you don't get to like enjoy your reception or whatever and uh, like there is an aspect of that but at the same time like being in the temple and even though there's so much busyness that was about to happen in the rest of the day like there's just this like immense feeling of peace and yeah just being able to to see the big picture knowing that you know it's not always going to be perfect we're not always going to have the best day or Mm -hmm. you know there might be arguments and fights and you know terrible sleeps and sleeping on the couch who knows but super
0: early mornings super late nights a
1: a wedding reception that you you're too busy you don't get to enjoy
0: you had a great wedding reception it was a party it was was a good time
1: but yeah like in the temple like having that small sliver moment glimpse into the rest of our lives was for me it was a moment of peace i mm-hmm. think just being able to yeah and and i think... take a minute to pause during that crazy busy day and just be like this is this is the rest of my life and this is exactly what i want and exactly what the lord wants for me
0: right yeah and like i think i think it comes and and it, it comes and goes and i don't necessarily think that when the peace kind of leaves it's a bad thing cuz right now I don't know if it necessarily makes a lot of sense to always be in some st- st- like state of peaceful uh, like tranquility because I think there's things that happen in your life all the time that you kind of have to have how sure, can
1: you be peaceful with this
0: political <laughs> environment <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well like that but at the same time like you do have to like a big thing about the gospel is preparing yourself and you can't be fully prepared unless you've, you know, explored how to deal with certain situations.
1: Well, it's like the Adam fell that may may be. Um, we get we have to have the negative to enjoy the positive. Mm-hmm. We can't have peace in the millennium if there's not tumult before the millennium. Yeah, because like otherwise it has to be like disruption. Like you could to be have
0: like peace. the pushover parent or something who like never actually teaches their kid a lesson because they just want. To have, like, a very peaceful l- line of a relationship with Ugh, their kid. then they end and, up with a spoiled brat. Yeah, we, then the kid's spoiled and starts making worse decisions or, or something. Or even then the, the parent just overlooks everything. Or they won't learn for themselves, I guess. I don't know. Like, it's... That's
1: so how we end up with snowflakes. <laughs> Defending your child to the death, even if he was wrong. I don't know what you are getting at with that. Well, I totally no, missed the I, point But
0: that. I, I, I just think that's kind of where you you can go anywhere with it. Um, right. It just kind of goes to show that, like, there's a time for perfection. And it's definitely not now.
1: Well, so... You're right. It's not now, but we are supposed to be preparing for yeah. the Millennium. Yeah, well, right? that's what I mean. Because it's the like millennium, to prepare yourself. Trying I don't. The Millennium can't happen without diligent saints playing their part like what do we have to do other than be alive and have time pass the gathering of israel is one thing you know helping people come towards christ what else do we have to do before the millennium comes well
0: there's like certain things that have to happen as well that have been prophesied in the the bible like prophets in jerusalem or whatever yeah walk in the streets and then
1: there's lots of things, there's, but as yeah, for things, as for us, as far as
0: for the saints go, yeah. I think
1: our main, our main thing is the gathering of Israel, right? Mm-hmm. Again, not physically, but spreading the gospel, helping others come unto Christ, um, and and benefiting from the blessings therein, right?
0: Right. Well, I like that a lot. And I think that's a good, a good lesson to kind of end. Or a good way to end the lesson by just saying that like there's a time to prepare and that time is definitely now, but there's also the time for perfection and and that it is gonna gonna come, but we have to be diligent in
1: Yeah, I mean like to qualify for that mm-hmm. perfection mm-hmm. we have to we have to prepare,
0: right? Otherwise like I heard a quote, I don't know if you even I think it might have even been Keaton that told me this. But it's like you can't you can't enjoy celestial happiness by living a celestial life or something. I know that's like it's definitely yeah. like a prophet or someone who said that before. But like I think it was Keaton who who shared that with me. And like it, it just made a lot of sense like that peace will never come if you're lying to yourself all the time now saying everything's okay or like, yeah it's peaceful right now like i'm fine now or like you're living certain habits that like just aren't promoting right peaceful behavior
1: yeah you can only achieve a certain level of peace mm-hmm. with a certain Otherwise, level of living
0: and yeah, i don't know how that would work i won't pretend i know how that would work where it's like if you know by the book you're good but it's like if your heart's truly there or not like
1: well i mean think about like I still, have, I still am happy. Mm-hmm. I have happiness. I have joy. But think about like the joy and happiness you had on your mission. I would say that missionaries live like a higher life when yeah, it comes like to spirituality. They're spiritually focused and tuned, right?
0: Probably like the most consecrated I'll ever be.
1: Well, and then ramp it up. Like the prophets and apostles and and 70s, they probably feel even more like just like I wouldn't say they feel more happiness or more peace, but they feel different levels, right? They feel more celestial peace and more and less telestial peace, Mm -hmm. maybe, right? Like things that make us happy might not make President Nelson happy. Not that we have unrighteous desires. Or unsimilar
0: senses of humor. (laughs) Right,
1: but like I super enjoy movies. I don't think President Nelson wastes time watching movies every day fair enough but he still enjoys he still has just just as much joy in his life that i do
0: just a different plane of life it's a different level man yeah Yeah.
1: he's got that celestial peace
0: or that celestial entertainment even like that's bars like there's a, there it is there like we rejoice in christ like yeah. sure, i rejoice in movies i like get nerdy about and i'll rejoice, I love. Christ yeah, and like, I'll rejoice I in christ too like i still get to enjoy that like an untiring amount for them and like that's like for me like i i don't want to misuse the word exhausted but like there's times where i can be exhausted of like rejoicing in christ where it's like wow i physically just like that's that sounds bad maybe but
1: like like after, general conference weekend, and you're well, just kind like like of weekend, like so it's much. It's not
0: necessarily like burnt out, but it's like, like I get it, like I do get it. Uh, I just don't know if like I'm being productive now by doing more of this. I guess right. like trying to like, it's like, it's hard to explain, I guess. But
1: yeah, no, but I feel yeah, that celestial life. Bring celestial joy.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely.
1: And like, there are moments where I can feel it, right? Like you ever go to church and you just have a great day at church where every talk, it just like sticks out to you and like every comment in Sunday school just like really hits you Mm -hmm. and you have that like, yeah, you have that rejoicing in Christ. You have that rejoicing in the gospel and you feel that lasting joy from it like all day. You can have that. That, that that can be regularly attained if we're spiritually or celestially tuned.
0: And especially if you're going into it prepared. Like, I think that's something people, we're like definitely not talking about the lesson anymore, but like, I think that's something some people overlook when going to church is like preparing for sacrament
1: mm-hmm. meeting.
0: Yeah, not it. Like, and, and it's up something or... I'm, I'm bad at as well. Like, there's multiple times where I'll come in within four to ten minutes of sacrament meeting, and it's like, am I truly prepared to take the sacrament? Like, am I in the right like, head space? No, clearly like, my mind is somewhere else. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, 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 I've met people, you know, before my mission, after my mission, during my mission who like show up are in the chapel for like 20, 30 minutes before sacrament even starts yeah. or just sitting there like mentally preparing themselves. Yeah. And I'm like, power to you, man. But at the same time, I'm like, is that me? Is that Brayden? Am I lying to myself? If like, <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know like I've never I don't know if I've ever really done that with sacrament meeting maybe as a missionary but I've done that with like going to the temple sometimes you just get there early and you just have have a moment to mm-hmm. enjoy like the peace and quiet yeah it's that's totally attainable with sacrament meeting I think it's hard it's definitely hard and there's a reason why everybody doesn't do it it's it's difficult and it takes that next level commitment but I don't know it brings that next level piece.
0: Yeah. Let's end it there, man. Great tangent. Nice. Good tangent. What a tranquil tangent. So we've got some thank yous to give out.
1: Yeah. Thank you to, uh, my boy, Spencer Rolfson, uh, lucky bandit for our intro and outro. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, thank you to all of our listeners for your love and support. Um, Let us know if there's anything that we can do. Email us. Message us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. We're pretty good at participating and responding, and we definitely want to be able to apply your feedback. Um, So once again, thanks for listening, and we hope to hear from you next week.
0: Love you. See you guys. Bye.